We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. Remember, not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here in Santa Monica uh, with my two sisters. Leon Dolan, you're in Pasadena, California, 30 miles away from me, but so far. How are things there? <laughs> it's true. I think people think we talk and see each other all the time because they're constantly <laughs> asking me about you and Sheila. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how they are. <laughs> That's so sweet. That's really nice. (laughs) I notice now that you're retired, Liz, or whatever you're calling yourself, we talk even less than we did when you were fully employed. (laughs) I hear less from you. So thanks. (laughs) It's okay. I'm okay with it. It's not like I'm sitting around. Okay. All right. Well, on that note, Julie Dolan, where are you? I understand you are not in Dallas, Texas today. No, I'm not. I have checked into my Brooklyn style spa. That's what it is here. I'm in Brooklyn. I'm visiting my granddaughter, Josephine. And I now have decided that one of the benefits of coming uh, to Brooklyn is I usually lose about five pounds when I'm here. And I'll explain how. Well, okay. First of all, uh, my son and daughter-in-law do not believe in any processed food. I mean, believe me, I've turned this apartment upside down. There is not a cracker. There is nothing in here. Maybe a couple almonds. So there's nothing to eat. I mean, just all sorts of good food. Hey, Steffi's buzzing in. Just want to acknowledge Steffi. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for all the props. She's saying, I love being on the show too. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, the BarkBox video. If you have not seen the BarkBox video, Leon posted the unboxing by Steffi of the BarkBox. It's super adorable. <laughs> and we were we were so happy to see how many of you have already subscribed to BarkBox. But, but if you haven't, remember our promo code, sisters, use that. <laughs> anyway, Julie, go ahead. Anyway, so I'm here. And, um, of course, uh, there's large amounts of fast walking because it's Brooklyn. you got to keep moving. Wind sprints, that would be chasing uh, Josephine, who is now officially the tallest two-year-old I've ever seen. Uh, okay. Really? The, she is the tallest girl you've ever seen. Wow. Leanne, she is so tall. Good She's for so her. Tall. So. So there's a lot of wind sprints, you know, chasing her, lifting her. That's good. There's little to no alcohol um, during this period, uh, during this spa week and very little caffeine. My son believed, you know, only in making one teeny tiny cup of espresso each morning. (laughs) Uh, it's killing me. I Well, I, I had to like go out and buy myself an, a, a Mr. Coffee coffee maker just to have her in the apartment because I was not getting enough ca- caffeine. But anyway, I'm here they, for the They week. lead a very curated life, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, they do, Leon. Yes. Okay. And I appreciate it. I respect it. I just can't keep up with it. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. But it's great for uh, for a limited period of time. It's 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 very cleansing. It's a detox coming here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought you were going to say you lose all that weight because in New York during the winter, in most of these buildings where you cannot control your heat, Uh my my apartments would always be like a million degrees every day. Like I would have to leave my windows wide open in Manhattan just to get any cool air in because otherwise it was a sweat lodge. So... (laughs) We don't have that, but maybe that's coming, Liz. Maybe that's coming. That could be coming. All right. Speaking of like detoxes, uh, how about a nice weekend in Santa Monica, California, people? Uh, We're super surprised and delighted how many people say they're coming to the April 22nd event in Santa Monica, California. So I just want to reassure everyone that the details that we have are they're posted in three places. They are posted on our website 
SatelliteSisters.com. You can go there and you can just scroll down and find the post that is the travel details for the Santa Monica weekend. Uh, they're posted on our Facebook page, uh, which is where we get to put whatever we want. There's a invite there. If you click on the invite, there's all the details. And then we've also posted links from both of those things into the Facebook group. So basically the plan is 2 p.m. Saturday, April 22nd at the Santa Monica Public Library. That's the main edition library on Santa Monica Boulevard. Uh, immediately following, we figure that's 4 p.m. We've got the uh, no host meetup at Esther's Wine Bar. And then we have a hotel deal at the Georgian. And so all of that info is online. We can't wait to see everyone. It's going to be exciting. I, I think I've mentioned I already had the the name tags are done. So everybody gets a free name tag. <laughs> they're, they're nice too, Liz. They're very nice. And the format is just ask us anything. So it's sort of an open floor for questions. We will, I'm sure at some point, be taking questions from people who can't can't make it to Santa Monica. But, you know, if there's anything you've always been dying to ask us, you can ask us. I mean, we, we might not answer it, but you can totally ask us. So that would be, that's fine. That's cool. And it's all five of us. So Sheila and Monica will be here. Yes. I know they were they were on the uh, New to You show this weekend, and there were some posts online about how much you miss Sheila and Monica. They still exist. They're having a good life. They will yes. be here to also uh, answer your question. And they know they are welcome on the show whenever they want to join us. Uh, but they can, you want to know how they're doing? People want to know about Monica's cat? You can ask. That's what the, that's what the Ask Us Anything format is all about. It's for you. I hadn't really anticipated that, that it would just be the five of us, but only questions for Monica and Sheila. Really... <laughs> well, maybe you can get some plants in the audience, Leon, for us. Okay. okay. Maybe some of your friends can come and just ask us some nice softball questions. That would be good. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we have a big show. We didn't really talk about forward promoting the show list. Did you oh, yeah. want to do that or should I do it? You can go for it, Leanne. What okay. are we doing on this show? All right. Well, Julie, Julie, we have an international news roundup. That's right. We want you to get all your international news here. Okay. Yeah. I think it's yeah. the safest place for international news right now. You know, it's right. tested through uh, Julie Dolan, our international correspondent. Um, award nominated. I don't believe you've ever won an award for your... But you've been nominated. I've been nominated, yes. Leanne. Hey, okay. I'm doing. A, I, listen, I'm as good as I'm as good as it gets. I really think that now. You know, I'm convinced. Yes, I I really think that too. Uh, okay. Also, uh, Liz, you have an Operation Sea Turtle update. You have some DNA information you're going to share with all of us. Uh, I do. This is bit the big science version. Yeah, I got it. We have um, grocery store trends, what's happening in your grocery store and what's going to happen in your grocery store. Liz is breaking up with a kitchen appliance. Uh, we'll talk about that. And I got possibly the worst pitch maybe of the year, uh, but certainly of the week <laughs> at my inbox. Oh. I'm going to share that with you. Just, just share it with you. Get your thoughts on, on this particular product they were pitching me. But uh, first, Julie, International News Roundup, your style. Yep. Go for it. Okay. First, we have to start with North Korea. Okay. North Korea and Malaysia. I mean, that this has really gotten very heightened now. I mean, let's just review that uh, the half-brother of Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-nam, was uh, killed, murdered with a, a VX nerve agent by female assassins at the Kuala Lumpur airport in Malaysia. Okay. And things. Which can I just say, you cannot buy VX nerve uh, agent at the CVS at the Kuala Lumpur uh, airport. No. You know, no. very hard to get your hands on that. Yes, it's very hard. And if you get your hands on it, Liz, you better wash your hands. Okay. Yeah. That's 
because apparently it's pretty potent, okay? And it works. So things have gone south since uh, the death of Kim Jong-nam. I mean, first, uh, Malaysia and North Korea expelled their ambassadors, okay, over the criminal investigation of this, the autopsy. And you have, we, you maybe you might not know this, but Malaysia and North Korea have been friends for a number of years. North Korea doesn't have that many friends, yeah. and they certainly have very different friends than many Western nations. But Malaysia has been kind of a friend to North Korea. They have an embassy there. They do, you know, exchange steel and palm oil. They do some trading. So this was really bad that they expelled um, their, they each country expelled their ambassadors. Wow, that's got to be the worst job in diplomacy, being the Malaysian ambassador in North Korea. And Pyongyang, yeah. Oh my gosh. That, I mean... Okay. Awful. That's a, that's a good storyline for Madam Secretary. Right. <laughs> right. But I but I don't think we'll be seeing that. But now it's gotten even worse because now it's a total tit for tat between Malaysia and North Korea that they have now not put entrance bans on their country, you know, because you used to be able to uh, travel without a visa between Malaysia and North oh. Korea. But now what they've done is they've put in an exit ban. So if you're one, so if you're one of the 11, they count them 11 Malaysians that work in Pyongyang in North Korea, you cannot leave the country now. Okay. You have to stay there. Oh my God. Okay. That is so bad. And, and these are mainly diplomats. They're people that work for the UN food program again, because people in North Korea are starving and the United Nations has some human humanitarian efforts going on there. So those 11 people are now stuck in North Korea. For the 1,000 North Koreans that are in Malaysia, hey, that's a good deal. (laughs) (laughs) We're never going back. We don't have, they don't can't have go to back. go back. Think about that. They do not have to go back to North Korea. So they're doing the happy dance there. But this is pretty serious. And Malaysia has really put up all kinds of diplomatic warnings that this is that you're not supposed to bar the exit of, you know, foreign nationals. And so this is not going away, this uh, this situation. And and the body of Kim Jong-nam remains in Malaysia. So I think this is just going to be an ongoing fight. Wow. Well, I saw a story in the LA Times this weekend about how we're going to sort out this whole North Korea thing, Julie. So um, you may not have seen this paper. So do not worry. There was a meeting at the U.S. Military Academy on Friday. It was hosted by the Modern War Institute at West Point. And this is where they discuss the big issues of war and peace. They bring in experts. They try to figure out what to do. The panel they held on Friday at the Modern War Institute at West Point featured one of America's leading uh, North Korea experts, the person who's had more contact with Kim Jong-un than really any other person in the United States. And yes, I'm talking about former NBA star Dennis Rodman. I know. Oh, wow. So I know. That is... Yeah. I, really, I aspire to his status when it comes to North Korea, uh, sisters. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he because he has spent more time with Kim yeah. Jong-un than any other American, people still want to know, like, what does he think about this? So he, it says, half-jokingly, but you can't believe anything you read in the paper anymore, half-jokingly suggested he should be brokering a meeting between President Trump and Kim Jong-un. 
Oh, brother. Well, that's okay. the photo op of the century, isn't it? <laughs> Those three? I'll just, oh, brother. Okay, I, just think about that. that. This is where wow. we are. In the, that's, that's, I know. I know. It's hard. The, the lines of reality have clearly become blurred. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. That is all. That, I mean, but this is, it's the, all right, listen to this. Here's my second story. Now, as, as many longtime listeners to our podcast know, Leon and I do a recap of the CBS show, Madam Secretary, as a separate podcast. And we invite all of you, if you haven't listened to it, we have a lot of fun recapping and analyzing what Taya Leone is wearing, right, on the show. Yes. Don't, wouldn't you agree, Leon? Yes. The diplomacy, uh, you know, the family issues and also what she's wearing. Yes. We, we treat also, it like a television show. <laughs> It is a television show. Well, actually, you know, this is where uh, TV reality runs into diplomatic reality because yesterday the Philippine, the government of the Philippines has has launched a formal protest against CB, the CBS station and Madam Secretary over the portrayal. And we saw this in the previews for this upcoming episode, for an episode that is supposed to air this coming Sunday. They are protesting the depiction of a fictional Filipino leader who apparently makes a pass at our fictional Secretary of State, Taya Leone. Okay, And the embassy wrote directly to CBS to protest this negative depiction of the character that is purported to be the president of the Philippines. And so they're really upset about this. They feel like this is highly negative and that they have a long standing tradition of supporting female rights. And uh, they they don't want the show to air. Wow. That's pretty dramatic news, actually, when you think about it. I, it is. It Once is quite again some... the blurring, blurring of fiction and fact. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody. They can't, tell... they can't even tell the difference. <laughs> they have no idea what's real and not real. Okay. Yeah, and they're taking this show. as a, they're they're taking it as a real insult. And we're, uh, we're going to be monitoring the situation, and Now you and I are at the heart. Okay? We, <laughs> we, we may be called upon to comment by yes, somebody. <laughs> By somebody. That's exactly right, Leanne. Somebody may call on us to comment. But we're at the heart of it because I believe we are the only podcast dedicated to uh, to analyzing the uh, Madam Secretary show. We have the fingerless gloves to prove it for, as a gift from the EP. <laughs> Julie, you better stay on this story. I mean, this is big news. This is huge it news. It is big news. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> exciting. Okay. All right. Uh, Liz, last week you mentioned that you were disappointed that Elon Musk was only going to send people to the moon and, and ride around the moon. You made it sound like it was like a, a, a ride at Disney World and yeah. head back. And why would anyone pay to go to the moon if you can't actually land on the moon? So Yeah, Liz, you're not really going to the moon if you don't get to land and get out, okay. was my point. Well, I think the billionaire then you should hook up with is Jeff Bezos because that guy over at Amazon, he's got a whole moon project going himself. Now, he's not so much interested in people going to the moon as, of course, packages going to the moon. No. So he's prepared a white paper for the new administration, and he has a whole plan 
to, to be able to stock a whole colony on the moon. Like, if you need groceries on the moon, Jeff Bezos and Amazon is your guy. So, Liz, get on that. Become a shuttle driver, an Amazon driver, an Amazon delivery guy to the moon, Liz, because Jeff Bezos is the Wouldn't man for you. Wouldn't that be great if you – I can just imagine you have one of those little lunar rovers. You got a little rover, and you got all your little packages in the back. There aren't that many doorbells to go ding dong. I'm here with your package, but you know, we, I guess you leave them by the third rock or whatever it would be <laughs> if you're making deliveries on the moon. I like it. No barking dogs. You're, you're going to be good to go. <laughs> you know, he really thinks big, Bezos, and he yeah. he stays on brand. Oh, why bother with people? Let's get stuff there and let's get it there fast. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. That's your billionaire. All right. Okay. Uh, Wow, that's I like the fact that you called it nifty, Leah. That's a word. Let's bring back the word nifty because that's nifty a good one. Nifty. Yeah, that reminds me of Dad. Dad yes, he, he always said nifty. <laughs> okay, oh, and, and uh, to that end, I did get my global TSA approved global entry. Just FYI, good. just to let you know. Good. So now I can really go anywhere with that away. Yeah, back. I am good to go. Yeah, good to go. No, the universe questions. is telling you. I would just say, don't go to the moon first. Yeah. You can build up to that. <laughs> Uh, okay. Operation Sea Turtle, the DNA edition. All right. What's here's up, the, Liz? Here's the deal. So, you know, Operation Sea Turtle is my health and fitness regime that I've been on since the beginning of the year um, to get more exercise, eat better, you know, just generally sleep better. That's why I'm trying the meditation. That's why I'm going to the deep water aerobics. And in general, really working for me. So I'm, uh, it's going swimmingly. Uh, but in the meantime, a couple of years ago, I did one of those, uh, DNA tests, <coughs> DNA tests that you can buy from 23 and me. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and it really, sometimes it's super interesting because what happens is you send them your saliva and then they send you back an initial report about you. Some of the things that jump out to them about you, including your ancestry and things that you might be at greater risk for, or less risk for. And, uh, but then because they're constantly decoding more stuff, Every once in a while, surprise, in your box, there's a new report for you. Like, hey, we just figured this out. Here you go. New info for you. So I got one the other day that is the uh, the 23andMe report for genetic weight. And I'm like, this is what I have been waiting for my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's going to tell me exactly what to do. And exactly what not to do for my actual uh, DNA. Like, what are my genes? My genes are clearly predisposed to misbehave. And I just need to get a grip on my genes. So I, um, and they call this your wellness report. So I opened it up and I was very disappointed. The big headline is, Liz, your genes predispose you to weigh about average. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> that, that is That's not the depressing. report you want. No, that's that is, not what you wanted to hear. Uh-uh. That is not what I wanted to hear, Julie. I wanted to hear, Liz, it's totally not your fault. It's totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then then you get into like the section that's called Healthy Habits 
for your genetics. So we looked at 23andMe research participants with a genetic weight predisposition like yours and found certain lifestyle factors that were associated with the biggest weight differences. So I just want to share these with you, sisters, and you tell me, did they really need to look at my genome to tell me this, right? <laughs> okay. So, okay. So number one, these habits will make the biggest difference with people with your genetics. Number one, avoiding fast food. <laughs> oh, okay, that's big. That's, that's, yeah. that's, people with a healthy weight ate fast food less than once per week on average. So the if I avoided fast food, associated with weighing up to 15.8% less. Okay. I never, ever eat fast food. So <laughs> that is not ever. So that is clearly not my problem. And avoiding fast food is not the solution. Okay. Number two, limiting red meat again, you know, yeah, I think I read this in every women's magazine in the world for the last 20 years. <laughs> People at a healthy weight ate red meat less than two times per week. And this is associated with weighing 14.5% less. Okay, number three. Okay, wow, here's a shocker. Exercising. People at a healthy weight exercise two to three times per week. Okay, science. <laughs> so I, I, I can see you're building up a little hostility to yeah. this. Uh, well, it's just, report. let's see. Number four is, oh, here's another one I never would have thought of on my own, eating vegetables. That's, <laughs> that's so, that's so this, this report was cut and pasted by some, uh, like, 20-something exactly. intern, Liz, okay? <laughs> I mean, really, no, like an intern itself magazine. I, you know, you don't need to be at a scientific organization to tell me this. And number five was sleeping a healthy amount. So, okay, people, that's associated with weighing 11.3% less if you're in my genetic blah, blah, blah. So let's just say I found this underwhelming as a blueprint for Operation Sea Turtle because I, this was already my plan. And it's, I didn't, maybe I should feel good that the science has reinforced like, yeah, you know that stuff you read every single day of your life? It's true. <laughs> well, you know, I think there's the, the, the silver lining is that you, you do have the genetic ability to, to have a good weight. So that's yeah. good. I mean, that, that's, that's what you need to take away from this. It, believe okay. me. I mean, did you really think you were going to get it back? Like, <laughs> surprise, you're tall and skinny. You can eat whatever you want <laughs> and never gain weight. <laughs> no. No, but I, I mean, would you be enjoyed. depressed if that's what it was? Like, I'm not tall and skinny. I can't even. I would have I enjoyed in in the healthy habits section if there were some tricks. If there were some like <laughs> if you eat a teaspoonful of turmeric mm -hmm. every day, you will weigh fifteen percent less. That's what I wanted. Like how to, you know how they say now all the science says you can turn your genes on and off. I wanted some tricks to turning some of them off. Yeah. Like what 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 can I do? What's it gonna take? What is the secret sauce? for turning off a few, some of these, uh, these genes that I have. Um, so anyway, it's, it is, it's an interesting thing to get these reports from them. It's just this one in particular, I, I found a little underwhelming. It does well, Liz, keep, keep hope alive, Liz. Maybe <laughs> they will have in a future report to you more of a tricks, you know, <laughs> DNA tricks for Liz Dolan. That's yeah. what they're going to be sending you. Hey, as a marketer, 23 and me, let me tell you, that 
would be like a big payday for you if you could just <laughs> trick <laughs> trick people. Send them. Just tricks people could use instead of this damn science you're feeding us. <laughs> people already know the science. That's they're not they're not paying they want tricks. Everybody wants some tricks. We, we want top tips for blah 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 blah. So anyway, that's um that's it. But it does reinforce that the fundamentals, the pillars of Operation Sea Turtle are the correct pillars. So okay. so I guess that's good. Carry on with Swim on. <laughs> Swim on. Swim on, Liz. <laughs> All right. This week, uh, I often get uh, into my secret email account pitches from various for various things, various products. Occasionally, I bring them to you when they stick out. I, re- I rarely actually follow up with the PR people and tell them that. But, um, you know, occasionally I'll talk about things on the show. But this one sort of intrigued me. The headline was Best New Baby Shower Gift. And uh, it was for a new book. And it's called the Kegel Bear Book. Oh, okay. gosh. Oh, gosh. So if you've had a baby uh, or picked up, again, any woman's magazine in the last 20 years, you know we're all supposed to be doing our Kegels to keep our pelvic floor toned. Because it's not enough to worry about every other <laughs> muscle in our body. <laughs> We also have to worry about our pelvic floor. And when you have a baby, very often your OB will say things to you. Speaking of tricks, Liz, they'll say things like, do them at stoplights. When you're driving the baby around, do your kegels at stoplights. Or, you know, when you're standing on a street corner in the walk, waiting for the walk sign, do your kegels then. They they want you to make kegels part of your daily routine. Like that's how they want you to do them. And you mm-hmm. do that for a week and you say, this feels awkward and weird. And I'm not doing this <laughs> in front of my kids. <laughs> feels slightly icky, right? Yeah. yeah. So this yeah. is, so this writer, mother, uh, wrote a children's book. It's a children's book. Because her theory was, well, you read the same, as she says in her pitch, the same freaking book to your three-year-old a thousand times a day. What if the book prompted you to do your kegels? So, okay, fine. But do you have to name it the Kegel Bear? Like, (laughs) couldn't you have called him Kiki the Bear or Kiki the Bear or Squeezy the Bear or something? No, you got to call it what it is these days, Liam. There's no... So this it's is wrong, a, I'm so not buying that book. They sent me the PDF, and it's a book about a bear who goes around and hugs all his friends in the forest. And every time the Kegel bear hugs his friends, mommy's supposed to do a Kegel. <laughs> I was like, I just worry about the long-term damage. When your child finds out that their favorite book was actually a prompt to get mom to squeeze her pelvic floor. <laughs> well, that, I'm no psychologist. It's <laughs> the, worst, the worst idea I've ever heard of. It's the worst mm-hmm. idea I've ever heard of. So, and yeah, yeah and, and then I, I can see you're really shook up by this, Lane. You've been thinking about it, and it's just, uh, it's not right. Oh, it's not right. I don't know. I mean, I, I just think there's some things you shouldn't mix. And reading to your children <laughs> and strengthening your pelvic floor, those are two things that don't go together. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I'm not I, sure yeah. it's the best baby shower gift ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I change the subject? And maybe that will help. Maybe that will help. Well, I had the opportunity this past weekend before I came up here to my Brooklyn spa uh, to uh, take my granddaughter, Alice, who is now 10, 
to her a gymnastics meet. Uh, she she's on a gymnastics team, and uh, this was in Corinth, Texas, which is North Texas. And as you as you know, as you you two sisters who are really uh, much more knowledgeable about all things Olympics than than myself, that. North Texas is a hotbed for uh, for gymnastic. Oh Olymp- yes, yeah, Super yeah. Right. I was okay. going to say cutthroat environment for Alice. No, it's a hotbed. It's a hotbed, Lee. Not, uh, not, not, not cutthroat. Okay. But I don't, I mean, and I have, uh, I have never seen an Olympic gymnastics event. I've really never seen uh, a gymnastics meet, but uh, here's the parameters of it. It's four hours long. Okay. And Alice was in four events and I clocked it. She was actually performing her events. She does, she did floor exercises, uneven parallel bars, a balance beam, and the vault. She def- she performed for two minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, it's like meet. swimming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. a very long swim meet. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, my son had told me, he had prepared me. He said, bring reading materials, which I did. Okay. <laughs> Kegel Bear. I, get, get your, <laughs> I am going to send you a Kegel Bear book. I would have had plenty of time to do that. He said, come early for the good seats because they, they have bleachers, those uh, steel bleachers. Mm. And Corinth, Texas, I mean, it's like Friday Night Lights there. Everybody yeah. shows up, mom and dad, you know, they're really into this. He told me to bring, uh, bring my own coffee. He said uh, the gyms sell sell beverages, but it's uh, typically very bad coffee. Okay, so uh, so I had that. I was all set. And then um, I was really in charge because my da- other daughter-in-law, Vera, was out of uh, in town. And my son was getting Alice all ready for the gymnastics meet. She had all her stuff, but she had to do her hair, you know. And as Alice said, you get points deducted if you touch your hair during um, any of the events. Okay. So, so there's a lot of pressure there. There's a lot of, so so I was in charge of the hair gel and I had a 20 ounce container of hair gel. We were not going to have any problems in the hair gel uh, department. So we did her hair and it was fine. And now here's the thing that I was actually surprised about is this was a pretty fun event. Like, the girls that were performing were having a blast. There was no crying. There were no tears. I mean, they weren't always, you know, they were doing, they were doing events at levels that were consistent with their abilities. So they weren't trying to do, you know, triple handsprings or anything like that. But they were doing cartwheels and, and handstands and roundoffs and all sorts of things. I mean, but they were doing it at their level. So there was a level of confidence that all the girls had that, you know, so which was different than what you see at the Olympics, which is so high stakes. And when they make a mistake, everybody's crying and upset. Mm -hmm. The other thing is the judges at these events. I mean, they are saints because and they are smiling at each of the girls as they do at the event. And that floor judge, okay, who had to listen to that same insipid piece of music (laughs) for over... A hundred times, a hundred different girls were doing their tumbling thing to the same music. And she was smiling and nodding her head at every girl that did it. So oh, was it a, was it a jaunty f- Russian folk tune like they no, often it, pick? It, it, was a, it was a little, it was a folk tune. Of okay. Some yeah. Kind. Yes. So, so they had that. Uh, so everybody had the same music and every, as each girl came out, 
all the judges, regardless of what the apparatus was, they were smiling and nodding at the girls. Now, Alice tells me they have to do that, Nana. They have to smile <laughs> at us. Okay. She's kind of, she knows everything. Okay. But I just, and then uh, m- most of the time, because they are not performing, you know, <laughs> during the four hours, these girls are sitting together in groups talking and laughing and cheering and, you know, clapping their hands and having a great time. So I, I have sort of changed my mind about uh, gymnastics. I, I think it's probably a worthwhile activity for a lot of girls, you know, I mean, because it is a team sport. They do get an opportunity to do individual things. Uh, and it's just overall very positive. I don't know at what point it turns negative and cutthroat, but in Corpus, Texas. <laughs> when, when, when did the eating disorder start? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, but we, play, we, we, we were up against some powerhouses, the powerhouses of Plano, Texas and Irvine. Texas, these girls are good. Okay. These girls and the teams, I, I noticed that if I go to another gymnastics event, I'm going to bring a little sparkle uh, to the stands land because pretty oh. much everybody there, all the mothers, all the grandmothers, they were, they were a little bit, you know, they oh. had a, some little sparkly shirt oh, yeah. on, you know, or sparkly cap on. Um, and they had a whole system they, they were announcing where you could pay to have a shout out to your individual gymnast oh. or to the gymnastic teams, which I, of course I was dying to do, yeah. but I, I refrained myself because I hadn't gotten the okay from Alice ahead of time. And, you know, if, uh, she could have gone either way about that, but she said she would have been fine if I had uh, done <laughs> a, a shout out, a shout out. Okay. That's well, we officially I- appoint you our uh, Olympics gymnastics correspondent because we, we don't really like gymnastics. So, <laughs> I mean, we enjoy Simone Biles. This year's team was fantastic young athletes, but in general, we're not that crazy about it. So you're on. Go for it. Learn yeah, everything I, think, you can I learn. think there is a Simone Biles effect in that maybe it's a, you know, the, the sport is very popular because because the Americans did so well yeah. and they were so appealing. Super appealing. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. were great. And just, just, they were amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but all yeah. in the, pretty good. And I was, I was, I was solid on the hair gel. There was, there wasn't a hair out of place. So I'm pretty proud of myself about that. <laughs> so she can move in the off season. She can go right to ice dancing now that you have the hair gel covered. Yeah. Or, I, wait, or, I, or, I, or I, synchronized I, swimming, synchronized swimming. Try that. <laughs> okay. Um, I've been doing a lot of office work this week, and one of the things that was a little bit overdue, we've had some um, website issues over the past couple of months. We had to change servers, blah, 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 all, all of that kind of stuff. But as a result, it meant that I hadn't really reactivated with new passwords some of our uh, core email addresses. Yeah. And so so I knew somewhere out there in the world there was a lot of email stacking up for us and I needed to unleash it. And so I went in, I did all of the things I'm supposed to do and put in the new passwords and the new this and that. So it meant that all in a giant whoosh, I got just like thousands of pieces of spam uh, <laughs> into into the Sisters at Satellite Sisters email box. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, a, and, that's yeah. an oldie. It's an oldie, but yeah. a goodie. Yeah. yeah. It's still good. <laughs> but because that's a basic email address that we have always used going back to the year 2000, people, um, the I needed to go through the whole box because I knew there might be some email from you in there. Yeah. And there were, I think, 
out of the thousands of messages, there were two actual pieces of email that had come in <laughs> over over the last month. I think both of them were about the event on April 22nd. So, uh, so I responded. Oh, we got that one really nice one from the TSA. I sent you guys. That was that. unbelievable. So we got an email a couple weeks ago when Julie was talking about the TSA's Twitter feed, which is at AskTSA. We were laughing about how fun it was, and Leon was reading some of the wacky things that they had posted. We actually got a thank you note from at AskTSA <laughs> telling us <laughs> they appreciated us talking about them. So anyway, just a long way of explaining that I needed to go through the whole box because there might be some gems in there like that. I couldn't risk just select all, delete, which is what every bone in my body was telling me to do. <laughs> um, and so the, but it's been a while since I've really been in touch with our spam. And so there were some that jumped out to me that I just thought I would share with you guys in case, uh, in case you're interested. Um, this one was just called Huge Distance Gains, A Secret Weapon. And it was, of course, about golf. I would say that about 10% of our stance <laughs> is somehow related to golf. If you want to add big time yards to your next drive, blah, 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 blah. So something you can buy for only $59.99. And like as a marketer, can I tell you, sort of the whole point of digital marketing is that you're supposed to be able to target things. And the fact that none of us golf and we're getting so much email from golfers rx i got to figure out what to do about that so that was uh that was one then there was there were quite a few cuz other than golf of course what is the next biggest category it's sex right mm -hmm. there there were quite a few where the subject line was wife out of control and so, Which, and by the way, another thing we don't really talk about golf yes. and sex. Yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. So, uh, and this is, it's from a guy named Dan Colburn, who I'm sure is fictional. And, um, says at first I was really embarrassed when my wife walked in on me. The video I was watching was pretty explicit. It's all about how married Christian couples can spice up their love life. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Let's so then go. there's a video, which I, of course, <laughs> you couldn't pay me a million dollars to click on that. I would rather go to the moon. And, uh, and it's the rest of it is about how their romantic life has been on fire wow. and he he no dan no longer suffers from his performance problems blah 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 and then this is the part of the um the digital brain that i love they have the ability to insert your name in the closing and so it says god bless sisters and it's signed, <laughs> <laughs> and it's signed by pastor randy Connolly of the christian marriage council and I'm sure he is also a fictional person. So we didn't really need that. Then we're getting into the stuff which does not apply to me, but I am really glad it exists for the people who need this. The subject line is, it's time to learn how to speak directly to your cat. Oh, and yeah. Okay. So now we're getting maybe warmer. Maybe you guys have gotten this. Getting warmer. Cat lovers all across the country have ordered the Cat Language Bible. Cats <laughs> have more limited language abilities than humans. You're kidding. And you really did a very thorough job of scanning <laughs> this spam, Liz. I'm, I'm impressed. Well, certain things just jumped out to me, Julie. Certain, certain things. We really don't care about golf. We don't talk about sex. 
and usually we avoid cats as a subject matter. So the, uh, but anyway, Japanese researchers have found that cats understand humans, not just by their voice, but certain identifying words. So yes, you can learn how to uh, speak directly to your cat. And this is, this came to us from someone whose name is cat language. So I'm going to share that. I'm going to share that with Monica. We have nothing against cats. Um, I'm going to share that with Monica. Then, of course, I, there were quite a few, now that California has legalized this, that were just front door weed service. Like, lots of people are trying, trying to deliver weed to my home, which I don't really need. This one caught my eye because, you know, I have, we had that great trip that we took to the Galapagos land. Yeah. That, and I've been thinking about, like, the next really bucket list place I would want to go. And for me, it's the Great Barrier Reef. I would love to go there. So I'm paying attention to things that are about, like, cruises and Australia. This one, you know, uh, subject line, things to know before cruising naked. And I thought, okay, I hadn't really thought about the naked aspect. You could do that. And this is a lifestyle and clothing optional expert. <laughs> Deb, Deb would be happy to come on the show. And uh, she not only has she taken many of these types of cruises, she has been a featured entertainer on these cruises. Oh, wow. So, so she really knows her stuff then in terms, really of, stuff, in the, terms you know. of the clothing optional world. Yeah. Yes. Because she's ready to answer questions like, what is different about the lifestyle of a nudist? Uh, why is skin and body shape so scandalous to society? Anyway, things to know before cruising naked. I like Operation Sea Turtle would have to be much more of a <laughs> for I considered cruising naked. So uh, not going to do that one. Then hang on. There was just I, I think oh. the mailman has arrived. If you're wondering what this <laughs> he walks across the lawn right in front of the window where she's at. Is that normal? Does your mail delivery person walk yes. across your lawn? Yes, yes. Oh. Let them in. Let them. Okay. They're delivering mail. I they know. are no. Like, I know they're the good little people. Little pieces of paper from all parts of the world oh, nice. are coming to you. So let oh, them nice. walk over your lawn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I've, carry on, Liz. I'm just going to go. Okay. So one again. one last thing. This was the last one. This was a product that I really thought we all should be. Maybe you guys already know about this because you spend more time making food than I do. But this is uh, a pitch for the fondoodler. Have you seen this this hot glue gun for cheese? Oh, that sounds good. Come on. Hot glue gun for cheese. I can't believe it's taken someone years to invent this. So basically, it's like a hot glue gun, but you put in spring, uh, string cheese. cheese. Yeah, right? cheese whiz. It's Put like in the cheese whiz yeah. coming out of a glue gun. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Good so idea. The hot glue gun for cheese. Build with it. Write with it. Cook with it. So there's a, a lot. There are demos here. There's ready to cheese in three, two, one. There's an explanation of how the cheese propulsion valve works. So, and then the final section is called no cheese left behind. Uh, how to how to remove how to make it dishwasher safe. So. The fun doodler, I would think, of all of the things I discovered in our spam box, that is the most worthwhile thing that I came across. But I just thought I would share some of these things with you guys because you may you may have a working spam filter, which yeah. we don't. We yeah. apparently don't. We miss it. We're missing all the fun. Please. <laughs> Wait, can you yeah. put the? I'm sorry, I was quieting Steffi. Can you put other things besides cheese in the fun doodler? 
Well, what would you want to put in there, Leah? I'm I don't know. Chocolate. You could put chocolate yeah, in there. I don't know. I was, I was, chocolate. Yeah, there's sort of liquidy, maybe cream cheese. I just was, well, that's a cheese-based product. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Leah, we... I leave it to you. Let's see how much this product costs. Let's see. 30 bucks. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, here's what I like. It's, it was actually invented by BuzzFeed. Okay, that explains a lot. So just people who invent clickbait uh, sitting around at the office figuring, like, what product could we invent that everyone would click on the thing when we send it out? Fondoodler. But because I know you like fondue in your home in the end. It's, you know, your next step could be the fondoodler. Yeah, you don't have to get people those uh, forks, long forks. Just get everyone yeah. a gun for, for yeah. Christmas Eve dinner. And then you can just have bread and they can uh, decorate their own pieces of bread. Oh, I was, I have boys, so they would just shoot it right in their mouths. You know, <laughs> they would just take it. Yeah, they just. Right oh, that's why they would like the, the, the four cans of cheese whiz. Yeah. Then you're fine. Right. Yeah. So they would really like the cheese propulsion valve then. That yes. would be important to them but yeah as you can see if you listening through this show you keep hearing the like beep go off for my email box like every you know minute or so now we have uh we have new email rushing in to sisters at sidelinesisters.com so it's pretty clear why we turned off that email address yes. pretty clear. okay <laughs> pretty clear. but i do read it i just want to reassure everyone if you're emailing us there i read it yeah okay yeah carry on yeah. uh all right. Well, we have a few minutes here. I'll do the what's new at the supermarket. This comes from oh, yeah. a trusted news source, Parade Magazine, uh, this week. And, you know, I, I love grocery stores. We love talking about food and grocery trends. So here are a couple of things to keep your eye out, uh, uh, out for. And this is something I've definitely seen in our area, Southern California, what they're calling number one trend, grocerants. Grocerants. So these are restaurants going in to grocery stores. Okay, uh-huh. so we have not them. just not just like snack, air, not areas where you eat their prepared food that you bought in the grocery store, but a, like a real restaurant, like a real restaurant with the real chef. So like, for instance, uh, Roy Choi, who's a big hotshot L.A. chef here, is now putting his taqueria, his Korean taco shop into a Whole Foods in El Segundo. In El Segundo. So you can go uh-huh. in. Yeah. No, I know. That sounds good. Right. All right, yeah. the Blue Duck yeah. Tavern in Washington, D.C. You can go in uh, to a, uh, a grocery store in there and eat, you know, sit down and eat a little meal there. But the word grocerant is not a good word. So <laughs> you're right. Right? It's like the worst part of both those grocery store and You should call it a restory. Yeah. A restory is better, Julie. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's better than grocerant. That's like the worst part of both of those worlds. So yeah. look for that. Uh, okay. Delivery. We've talked about it before. People just, they're going back to the old home delivery. You know, they uh-huh. want to like just have food delivered to their house when they want it in an hour. So delivery, you're going to see a lot more delivery, uh, unless you're a millennial. Okay. Cause then you want what I like cozy convenience. Millennials, they don't want those big, wide, clean grocery stores that you can push a cart down. No, they want those tiny little stores with limited selection. <laughs> so they they're more artisanal, Leanne. Yeah. They're yeah. artisanal and they're curated. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's, yeah. So German retailers Aldi and Little, Lidl, Lidl, L-I-D-L, are, are opening up little cozy convenience markets all over the place. And you know what? We're all looking for a little integrity. People want to know where their food comes from now. And they are... They are willing to pay top dollar to have food that comes from the right zip code. So 
So those are some of the grocery store friend, trends. And then here are the top trends on the shelf. Liz, we, I think we mention it every week now on Satellite Sisters, turmeric. It's turmeric yeah. time. It's turmeric time. There's just oh, turmeric is going to be the worst spice ever. The yeah. worst. Julie was hel- helping it was over. No, I no. thought it was over. No. Okay. It has cancer fighting properties, Julie. You're oh, not going to stop it. They're putting it in chocolate bars. You can oh. get you can get turmeric uh, flavored peanuts if you want. It's going to be cool. everywhere. Okay, another one that I know you're going to want to get in on, Julie, is matcha. Okay, this is the new green Mm -hmm. uh, Japanese tea. Has anybody tasted matcha? It scares me. That name, matcha, is not appealing to me. I thought it was – it's like soy milk. I've never tried that either because that sounds disgusting. (laughs) I've never tried it. So has anyone tried matcha? No, I have not tried it. Okay. But I think I've I've had some smoothies that there's been some of it in there. Yeah. You know? Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leanne, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like can. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. (laughs) Either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. 
no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. That's, and you're still with us. You're still alive. And I survived. Is it like coca tea? Because I had that in Peru. Yeah. With the coca leaves. That's why I huh? think matcha tea is like coca leaves. Well, it's but, naturally okay. sweet. So it's a little bit sweeter oh, than the, okay. your green okay. tea, which is not a flavor I enjoy at all. Uh, I know you, we've seen it. We've talked about it. Everyone's crazy for cauliflower. Cauliflower this, yeah. cauliflower yeah. that, cauliflower yeah. pizza, cauliflower rice. So now it's one step beyond purple cauliflower. Just watch for sure. it. Sure. I'm growing some in, you know, in back in the North 40 there in the backyard, purple cauliflower. And my cauliflower is not creating any heads. It's just creating like <laughs> flower. It's not. Oh. So I'm getting like blooms of purple cauliflower, which I'm trying to cook. And my husband keeps saying, what is this again? Uh, <laughs> so if anyone has any tips on the cauliflower, why it's not forming the actual heads, let me know. And then finally, have you ever heard of jackfruit, Julie? You lived in Asia. It's supposed yes, to be. Yes, yes. I have, I have, yeah, I've had jackfruit. Okay, it's well, bad. it's yeah, coming it's to not, America. It's no durian, which that that's the worst smelling fruit ever. Yeah, but jackfruit is okay. You could you will like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's coming to America too. And then this this intrigued me because I don't buy that much milk anymore just for my coffee. Grass fed dairy. So apparently, it has better. Uh, that CLA, the good acid in it, you know, mm -hmm. the good, the good fat as opposed to the bad fat. But you have to look for grass-fed yogurt and grass-fed milk. Like presumably the cows are grass-fed. Like, the cows you have to read it a couple of times. Like who's eating the grass? Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes total sense to me. Like that sounds like the kind of thing that Twenty Three and Me would have told me. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. yeah. That seems that, 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 that seems more organic. Than just yeah. organic, organic, right? I yeah, was like, yeah. there's another level of organic yeah. milk. There's grass-fed yeah. dairy. And then mm -hmm. finally, this I don't believe at all, vegan cheese. Nope. Just, <laughs> nope. I mean, well, just, what makes it cheese? I, right, exactly. Right. Call it something, but it's not cheese. Apparently, they use traditional cheese-making techniques. With plants. Oh. With so what? <laughs> with they, put it, they put it in a fondoodler. And they just, it just makes it a lot more fun. I know. It doesn't it doesn't taste good, but it's super fun to shoot it in your mouth. <laughs> oh, I mean, what is it. holding all the plant-based material together? What is it? What's in it? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll be watching. Trends, Leanne. Good trends. Thank I'll you. be looking for it. <laughs> Well, you know, as long as we're talking grocery stores, I did, you did mention at the top that I'm I'm breaking up with one of my kitchen appliances, and it is my Craig coffee maker. I have to say that 
I think, didn't a sponsor give us Keurigs a couple of years ago, Leanne? Yeah, like, Keurig. Just like yeah. started mailing them out randomly. It was a huge yeah. push. And like they emailed me. They found, you know, my actually Chaos Chronicle blog. And then they're like, hey, do you want a couple of Keurigs? Sure. So I think yeah. I gave one to you. Yeah, yeah. So you gave one to me and I've been trying to enjoy it. And then just yesterday, maybe it's because I'm home more and drinking more of my own home-brewed coffee that I just finally said to myself, I hate this coffee. I've tried, <laughs> I've tried every single kind of K-cup in the world. For me, the problem with the Keurig coffee maker is that the coffee is just not strong enough. Like I, I've, I really have tried every dark roast, every this, every that, every espresso. I cannot, it's like I need twice as much coffee in in each of these K-cups. And I don't know why I've been hanging on to it. I have never enjoyed it. And I think it's because I got it for free that I thought, well, I should just make the most of this anyway. But I still have my old-fashioned Mr. Coffee in the closet. I'm, I just hauled out the good old Mr. Coffee, and then I can put twice as much coffee in the thing, which is what I want. Just super strong cup of coffee. I don't need to go to – I don't need to buy an espresso maker. I just need super strong coffee. So I'm sorry, Craig. I gave it my best shot. Uh, luckily, we have a very effective recycling process here in Santa Monica, California, where anything you put out in the alley behind your house, within two or three hours, it's going to a good new home. Yeah. You know, it's not. You're free cycling it. Very yeah, good idea. It does but, not yeah. become trash. If somebody is going to see, and I have a bunch of extra K cups, so I will leave the bonus package of K cups with it. And I'm sure that my curb. You should throw in a satellite sister coffee mug with it too. (laughs) (laughs) That would make a very nice presentation out in the alley. All right. The uh, yeah. So I'm going to do that. And then just one last item. Yesterday I was trying to finish up my uh, taxes, all the stuff to not do them, obviously, but to hand to my accountant. And uh, so naturally, in a in an attempt to just not address the real issue. Uh, my advanced procrastination skills uh, took me to cleaning out my whole office and like getting rid of things and all of that. And I found there were just a couple of uh, one main notice here that it's one of those things where you think it stays on your desk for like a year because you're afraid to throw it away. It's like it's like tearing the tags off your mattress. You know, you can do that or the pillow. But you don't because there's something so threatening about the notice itself. So I have one from the my local painter. I thought you guys would appreciate. That's about how to make my home more hygge. And yeah. I thought it's just interesting that everyone is on that. But this one is about the notice I got July 2016. Uh, the safety recall for I have Takata airbags Oh yeah, uh, in my car. But just on the passenger side. But uh, but this is basically. <laughs> so you don't really care what happens. So over there? I don't I don't care. The so if you're in my car, sit in the back seat, girls. Um, when you're all here, April twenty second, and I'm driving people around, I'll just put all the stuff in the passenger side. But this was the notice I got telling me that my airbags have need to be replaced, but the recall repair is not yet available. So it's the worst of all worlds. Basically, you're you're driving around in this death machine, but we can't help you. And I'm sure I could just throw this away because presumably when they're ready for me, I'm going to get another notice. 
but I don't. And it just lurks on my desk at all times because it has a big red box at the top of it that says important safety recall. So I'm just hanging on to it, even though I know there's no reason. I'm just waiting for the actual recall to kick in, right? I think it has kicked in, Liz. No, it says that I will get a notice. Okay. Here's what they do. Okay. They schedule you, Lee, and there are so many. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. I yeah. think you should take that piece of paper and you should take it down to your car and tape it on the passenger seat. <laughs> so that way, anyone who gets in your car on some unsuspecting friend, stranger, okay. whomever, sure. they will they will sit in that seat at their own risk that you will have notified them. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a good idea, Julie. So when you're here in April, it will just be a little reminder for you. Do not get in the front seat. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. Everything, everything else on my desk went to its appropriate place. All right, Liz. That's Liz. You're an inspiration always, as you always are. Cause I, I could use a little desk cleanup, a little desk cleanup. All right. So uh, what's everyone, do we have anything else? Is that it? Are we done? I think that's it. We're done. We're done. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what else are people doing this week? Anybody got any plans? Liz, you have any plans? Well, I do. I got, um, I, you know how Tina Brown, who's been a guest on Satellite Sisters in the past, mm-hmm. she runs that thing called Women in the World. It's like a big conference. Oh, yeah. Where, where she brings in all these fascinating women. And normally all those activities are in either New York or London, but whatever. But anyway, so tonight in, in Hollywood, they're having a Women in the World LA Salon. So I got invited to the salon. Oh, wow. And they, so they have a bunch of interesting speakers coming in, including the co-chairs of the National Women's March, Tamika oh. Mallory and Carmen Perez. Oh, great. So, uh, so yeah, so I thought, you know, I, I got to get out of my house occasionally. I gotta yeah, find it sounds things, like a good idea, Liz. Things, things to go do. So, so that's what I'm yeah, doing tonight. Because you spent a lot of time reading spam this week. So if you have that much time to read spam... <laughs> And you, you really have, yeah, yeah. the Keurig decision took yeah. a while, too. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, good. We see? support two thumbs up, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> Go to a salon. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I think that will be interesting. And because it's in Hollywood, it will take me at least an hour and a half to get there yeah. at rush hour. So, <laughs> so that'll, that'll use up a lot of time. Yeah, that'll so, take yeah. some time. Yeah, it's a good idea. That's a good idea. Julie, you're in Brooklyn. You're going to be yes. just spying it in Brooklyn. Yeah. Fun week with my granddaughter. Yes. All right. Keep your keep your eye on that Madam Secretary story, and you know keep I your will. eye out for them shooting. Right. They're, they yes, shoot I will in and around the Brooklyn area, and then let us know if you have any more of those uh, Anthony Edwards <laughs> sightings. I knew you were going to mention that. I knew you were going to do that, sister. I'm going back to that celebrity play park Go this back. afternoon, and I'm just not even going to tell you who I see. <laughs> All right. Thanks to Away Luggage for sponsoring the show. Again, for $20 off that order, it's awaytravel.com forward slash sisters and use the promo code sisters at checkout. Somebody want to do it? Goodbye? Yeah, (laughs) go for it. Goodbye. Have a good week, sisters. (laughs) You can do the sign off, Leanne. Go for it. Oh, okay. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.